Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, hello, Sharon and listeners, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good. How are things in your world? Uh, so beautiful out here today. Yeah, I hate we can't be together, but, uh, you know, Zoom has done us wonders. I know. What did we <laughs> ever do before Zoom? I know. I know. It's amazing. You know, I almost use it every day now. Yeah. We were just talking about that at work and telehealth and yeah. how telehealth has become a thing and we never thought that it would. I mean, we talked about it, but yeah, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Well, this is going to be another one of those shows that I am the interviewee and you're yeah. the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So today, uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell our listeners what we are going to be chatting about? Yeah. So, you know, we've seen the, the, the just enormous prevalence of CRNAs that are now taking 1099 positions. And, you know, as part of that, you have to determine what type of entity you're going to be, if any entity at all. Um, but overwhelmingly, a lot of CRNAs are choosing to have their entities taxed as an S corporation. Now, if you've got a PLLC or an LLC, you can either have it taxed as a pass-through entity to you, and it goes on your Schedule C or personal return, um, or you can choose to have it taxed as an S corporation. And today we're going to be talking about that and some strategies for you if you're being taxed as an S corporation. All right, before we go down this path, why would you do it the other way and not be 
taxed as an S corporation? Well, I mean, I mean, you're the 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 thing that the LLC does, and it depends on which state you're in. Whether you're an LLC, a PLLC, California requires a PC. So we're not wanting to get too specific about the type of entity. <laughs> PC. California requires a PC, yeah, and they're the least PC. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, you know, so it really depends on what state you're in and and what type of entity you need, but. The overall reason for doing this is to save some taxes. Um, that's the reason that you do the S corporation in general. Um, the PLLC or the the entity that you set up really doesn't save taxes. The thing that could save you some in taxes would be the S corporation. That's why people do it. Okay. Now, when I first set up my well, I did not set it up. You did my <laughs> PLLC. I did do that, just went towards my personal, but that's because I was doing very little Correct. 1099 work. I was pretty much all W-2. Yeah, I mean, you have to, in order to make this worth it, because there's some things you've got to do with an S corporation that you don't do if, if, you, if you're not utilizing this, um, you've got to make a certain dollar amount, and that really depends. I don't want to give a flat number out here, but it really depends on your situation. And when we run the numbers, does it is it worth it for you to do this? Um, if you're doing it full time, I would say overwhelmingly, yes, it makes it worth it to do. Um, if you're doing it part time, you know, you just got to run the numbers and see uh, see whether you should do it or not. Right. And that's what I did for a couple of years. Uh, but at least I was set up and ready to go. Right. Exactly. For whenever I transitioned. Okay. Well, why don't you kick us off and tell us about strategy number one? Yeah. So just remember, anytime you've got an S corporation, the IRS requires you to run a salary. So just like you get a paycheck from the hospital, if you're W-2 now, you have to do the same thing through your personal S corporation. You have to run a salary. And this is where you can actually save some tax money in the S corporation. Because remember, if you're paying yourself a salary, you have to pay payroll taxes. And that is um, FICA taxes, which is Medicare and Social Security. Remember, Medicare is 6.2% from the employee, 6.2% from the employer, 1.45% from Medicare, from the employee, and 1.45% from the employer. So a total of 15.3%. So the S Corporation is the only entity that allows you to reduce some of those taxes. And the reason you can do that is because you can take less of a salary in an S corporation and then take money out as distributions. And distributions are not subjected to self-employment taxes. And I know what you're thinking, Sharon. I can see it on your face. Yes. Why not take it all out as distributions and not pay that 15.3%, right? Right. That would make sense, but it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Well, it would make sense, but the IRS knows this game (laughs) and they say you have to take a reasonable salary. Now, what does reasonable mean? Well, that's different for every person. Every person should be looking at this on their own basis, but too many folks that we see are taking too much in salary, resulting in (laughs) overpaying payroll taxes by literally thousands of dollars. So if you do this right, and you can document why you're doing what you're doing, and you do it the right way, you can save yourself thousands of dollars by not taking as high of a salary out of your S corporation. 
So that's strategy number one. Okay. Strategy number two. Strategy number two, and this is a big one as well. You can deduct S-corporation owners' health insurance premiums. So basically the way this works is the S-corporation will establish a health insurance plan for the owner. The premiums are then included on the owner's W-2, their taxable wages. And as long as the owner qualifies for the self-insured health insurance deduction, which they should, then we basically claim this on page one of the 1040 and we deduct the health insurance premiums back out. So therefore, meaning your health insurance is a deductible expense to you. And, you know, with health insurance the way it is today, it's pretty expensive. So you want to make sure that you are able to deduct your health insurance premiums. And that's the way you do it with an S corporation. So don't make the mistake of not doing that. Okay. So what if your husband works for you in your corporation? Can you deduct his? Well, if your husband works for you and you pay him a salary, then you could pay for it through the corporation as well. Yes. And the corporation would deduct it. All right. So I just need to tell Pierce his... Payroll check is in the mail. Payroll check is in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. Next strategy, strategy number three. This one is a good one as well. Employing your children. Mm -hmm. Mm. I know you employ your children too. At least one of them. One of them. Lauren. Lauren's been an employee for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So the S corporation can employ the child. Um, Now, the downside to this is that if you're an S corporation and you employ your child, you do have to pay self-employment taxes on that money. So again, you've got to make sure that it's worth it. Um, But then you can pay the child. They can earn up to $12,950 in 2022 and they don't pay any federal income taxes. So if you're in the 30 plus percent bracket and you pay your child, they've got to pay the self-employment on it, which is 7.65 to them. Your corporation has to pay the self-employment, which is 7.65, but it takes a deduction on that. So, you know, maybe all in you're at 12% bracket on them, whereas you're in the 30, you're much better off to pay them instead of paying it to yourself. So you're saving quite a bit in taxes by doing that. And if the child is performing a task and working, which they absolutely should, Mm -hmm. um, don't try to pull the wool over anyone's eyes here, but you need to document what they're doing, have a job description for them. Um, But then basically they can use that money and they could pay for college and uh, they could buy their blue jeans and, bubble gum or beer or whatever else you want to buy for them. And it's a more tax efficient way of doing this. Lord have mercy. I heard Steve Forbes speak many years ago and said, we should just go to a flat tax 10% across the board instead of all these little pieces. Jesus, it's a wonder you've got any money by the time you hear <laughs> this tax, that tax. It's it's amazing. I mean, how intricate yeah. our tax system is. And then, you know, for our listeners out there who are W-2, I mean, there's really not much you can do at all if you're W-2. I mean, it, it's pretty much buttoned up. You just pay it and go on. 
Yeah. But 1099, there are a lot of these little strategies you can do for sure. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com or call him at 504-394-6557. So what's strategy number four? All right. So that would be reimbursement of home office expenses. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if the S corporation owner uses a home office, the corporation can reimburse you for those expenses. It is a deduction for the corporation and tax-free income for the owner. And you deduct this as office expenses on the corporate return. So it's a way to take money out of the corporation, put it in your pocket, and not pay any taxes on it. How do you like that strategy? I like that. Yeah. So that's another strategy to utilize and works very well. Make sure that you're documenting it, though. Right. Good heavens. This is a lot of work. (laughs) That's why I have a job, Sharon. Oh, no. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So what are we up to? Strategy number five? Number five. And this one's a neat one. So did you know that you could rent your home to your S corporation? I I had no idea. You certainly can. So my own VRBO (laughs) to myself. (laughs) I mean, there has to be a viable business purpose for doing this. Okay. But the S corporation can rent your entire home for 14 days or less throughout the year. And you get a big tax deduction for doing that. The corporation can deduct the rent, and the owner can realize this income completely free of income tax. So what, what you do, and I, you know, I've used this strategy, I know people that have, is you take a look at the area you're in, and if you had to rent a meeting facility in the area that you are living in, uh, the size of your house, what would that cost you? And if it was, say, $500, $1,000 a day um, to rent a meeting facility for that, then you can basically pay yourself that amount. You actually send yourself a a 1099 from the corporation, and then you deduct it on your 1040, and it necessarily becomes tax-free income to you. So if you could do that for 14 days a year, um, and you could get $1,000 a day, that's $14,000 that you utilized and put in your pocket tax-free. It sounds complicated. It does sound complicated, but... In all actuality, it's not that complicated. And let me tell you where this came from. You know how people, you've heard of people renting their homes for furniture market over in High Point, North Carolina? This is the same thing they do. They rent their homes. If they rent it for 14 days and somebody pays them $1,000, $1,500 a day to stay at their home for furniture market, guess what? It's tax-free income to them. We're just utilizing your own corporation instead of using someone else paying you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Good Hmm. strategy. Yes, it is. 
All right, strategy number six, number even six. though my mind is still blown from number five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the corporation can reimburse you for depreciable expenses. Now, what does that mean, Sharon? Uh, you got me. <laughs> I'm talking anesthesia now. Come on, intubate, mm -hmm. extubate, propofol, rocuronium. Oh my That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Ambu bag. I got that one too. Um, now, the S corporation can again reimburse the owner for depreciation expenses related to the business use of a vehicle and home office when it's used for business. So it's a deduction for the corporation and again, tax-free income for the owner. So if you use your car for business purposes, you can reimburse yourself and take that as a deduction for the corporation and pick it up as tax-free income. I'm just speechless here. <laughs> These are things that you can absolutely do. And it's stuff that, you know, a lot of accountants out there don't talk about. They don't tell you about it. And I'm not necessarily sure if they don't know about it or they just don't want to mess with it. Well, maybe it's number two. They just don't want to mess with it. Yeah, and you, you basically deduct this as a reimbursement for employee business expenses. Okay. Yep. All right, so strategy number seven. Okay, number seven. We talked a little bit about this, but that is vehicle deductions. So let's say you have a home office, okay, and it qualifies as your principal office. So, Sharon, you're a CRNA. What do you have to do before you go into work? Do you check your cases in your home office? I do. Yes. So you go in your home office. You start out there. You look and see what the day is looking like, what kind of cases are. That's your home office. That's your home base. So now you leave your home base and you drive to wherever you're going to be working that day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as that home office qualifies as your principal office, which for CRNAs it would, it eliminates what we call commuting miles. So the IRS says you've got to be able to get to your principal place of work, of work and home from your principal place of work. Well, if your principal place of work that you start out at is your home because that's your office, and then you drive to the hospital to, to give anesthesia and you drive back to your principal place, guess what? That mileage is now deductible and is no longer commuting. And it basically increases the business use percentage of vehicles. So by utilizing a home office, you're able to take more business use of vehicle and deduct more mileage. Okay. Um, you know, I use the... Um QuickBooks self-employment app, and it tracks your mileage Yes, as, as you're driving. Um, but do you tell them then, which is commuting miles? And I do. Is, I do. I, it, you, you, it's swipe left, swipe right. Yeah. So <laughs> when you start dating. out in the morning, do you tell them that that is work-related mileage? Well, whenever I get there, I'll get a pop-up that says, look at this mileage when you're, when you get out of your vehicle, it'll tell you. And then what I'll do is swipe and say, work Clayton, work Smithfield, gotcha. work the guy, wherever I'm working. And so that way I know. And then the other ones, I just swipe to the right and it goes to personal miles. 
It's actually pretty, yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool piece. And if for some reason, let's say I stop and I wash my car on the way home and it doesn't get my mileage all the way to the house, you can go in and manually change it so oh. that it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, there's several of those now that, that track your mileage and so forth. And that's that's a great tool, especially if you're not disciplined enough to do it on your own or you try to do it all at one time. I mean, you do yeah. have to produce that if the IRS ever asks for it. So. Well, I have a hard copy too. I've always carried one of the little books in my car yeah. and I have always kept up with my mileage to and from work in that book. So I still have not been able to get rid of my hard copy yet. <laughs> um, but I do like that feature on the app. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. All right, so strategy number Eight, and we were talking about some of this before we started taping today as I plan for my trip, if everything goes okay, to the meeting in Croatia. And then Pierce and I are going to Italy afterwards if Putin doesn't implode everything over there. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Um, you know, reimbursement of travel expenses, and this is a big one. You know, you and I have talked about this before. So when the S-Corporation owner incurs travel expenses in connection with work in their business, okay, you can be reimbursed, but you have to seek reimbursement from the corporation. And in order to deduct this, the owner must submit an expense report to the corporation. So you have to submit an expense report to yourself, your corporation. The corporation can give you a check back for what you paid for business-related travel expenses. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Well, I will tell you back to that app, as I have spent money on travel expenses and I'll save my receipts and there's a way you can take a picture of your receipt, make a note, yep. everything right in that app. Yeah. I yeah. really like that app. You do like that app. You might be I a do. salesperson for that app. I know. We need yeah. to call them, tell them they need to be a sponsor <laughs> there you of go. our podcast be because yeah. I talk about their app all You're the time. Pushing I it love it. There. But yeah. remember the key to this one is, and this is where people go wrong is they do not formally seek reimbursement. You have to do an expense report back. If okay. you don't do that, then you get audited. They're probably going to disallow that expense because you didn't do it the right way. So it's all okay. these little technicalities you don't want to get caught up on. Seek right. reimbursement. Sharon, do you remember when you purchased that airline ticket and I got all over you about it? Oh, yes. Well, you will be happy to know because uh, I used points and you said I should have uh, bought the airline tickets. Well, guess what? They have stopped flights to Dubrovnik, which is where we're going to begin with. Oh, um, Yeah, British Airways. So they canceled my flight and I had to 
cancel everything, get my points back, and I have purchased my ticket All now. Right. Yeah. Good. I purchased so my ticket. We have a tax now. deduction. Yes. <laughs> I Perfect. sure have. Perfect. All right. So, Sharon. This is going to be our final strategy. We're going to leave okay. them hanging today, and we're only going to go with nine. Uh, you know how I feel about 10, but we'll let you buy at I nine. Know. All right. So cell phone expenses. Mm. This is another important one. So if an S corporation provides an employee with a smartphone or other, other types of equipment, Primarily for business reasons, it is considered a working fringe benefit and it is excludable from income. All right, explain that. <laughs> that means that basically your company can buy you a cell phone and pay for your cell phone service as a fringe benefit that is not taxable to you um, and is deductible to the corporation. And that sounds like a double dip. Did I hear that wrong? No. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. It's a double dip. It's just deductible. Okay. All right. So, and a corporation, like let's say you bought your own phone, okay, or you pay for your own phone service. Um, the corporation can reimburse you for the full cost of your phone expenses, including personal use. And can deduct this amount on the corporate tax return. And the reimbursement is tax-free income to the employee. So it's one of those things. Cell phones over the years, you know, there's been a lot of debate about, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? You can do this, and this is the way you do it. Okay. So a lot of times fringe benefits, you can't. This is one that you can well, very nice. And again, yeah. you know, the, these are things that are just generalized. We're not trying to give anyone tax advice here. We're not telling them to do this stuff. Um, you know, we're saying if you want to talk about some of these strategies, talk with your tax professional, uh, run it by them and make sure that it works in your particular situation because we don't know your situation and we cannot give you tax advice. Right, Sharon? Did that sound lawyerish enough? It did. Yeah. It did sound lawyer. Lawyerish. Lawyerish. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly would be proud that you can't say that. <laughs> yes, she would. Well, you know, my uh, mother died and couldn't say anesthetist. So, no. Well, that's a tough there one. There you go. Yeah, yep, it is one. a tough one. So, any concluding thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with? How did that sound? That sounded great. <laughs> well, you know, I would just say that if you are operating as an escort, make sure that you're taking advantage of all these little caveats out there. If you're operating as, um, you know, a Schedule C or a non-S-Corp, there are other things you can do, and some of these things don't apply. This only applies to folks who are either operating as an S-Corp or being taxed as an S-Corp. Um, so, and there's, uh, you know, another episode we could do on, on folks that are doing Schedule C stuff, but maybe we'll do that later. Um, but that's all I got to say about that. Talk with your tax professional. See if some of these things will work. You might bring up an idea and they go, oh, yeah, you can do that. And then you got to wonder why they didn't tell you in the first place, right? Mm, amen to that. <laughs> well, go. 
Jeremy, I appreciate this. You are certainly a nice pet to have. You taught me so much. <laughs> Even with the chia on my face, you still Oh, like me. God, please shave that stuff. <laughs> shave it. Uh, so. You know, I, I do get tired of it sometimes at night when I'm sleeping. You can almost feel the little hairs moving back and forth on your face. Sometimes it wakes me up at night. So, you know, I'm getting closer to shaving it. So. I am so ready for you to shave that off. <laughs> All right. Well, Sharon, I think it's a wrap. I think so. Well, if you like our show and you want to help us grow, what does Jeremy Stanley and what's your name? <laughs> Sharon Pierce. What do we tell our <laughs> listeners, Sharon, about helping us grow? Um, please leave us a review, but make it positive. There's enough negativity in this world. Absolutely. Tell all your friends about us, share us on social media and help us grow. There you go. Until next time. It's a wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny.
Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.